Come one, come all. I hope you brought your friends. Welcome. Welcome to Ghost Town. Fall in place. Fall right in line. Just kidding, there's no line. Just come on in. The gates are open. I'm Creepy Steve. Welcome. I made it. Woke up just in the nick of time. Dance party Saturday. How about that? It was great. All right, I got a couple of great guests in Ghost Town today. Seriously. I'm ridiculously excited. It's ridiculous how excited I am. This first one comprised of uh, Jonathan Richmond and uh, originally uh, featured bassist Ernie Brooks, drummer David Robinson, and keyboardist Jerry Harrison, who went on to uh, Talking Heads fame, also a uh, very well-known and successful record producer. Um, but Jonathan Richmond formed this band in the early 70s, heavily influenced by uh, the sounds of the Velvet Underground, you know, 60s rock. And uh, he just wanted to write songs about how he was feeling in life. And uh, that's why I love him so much. It's just, it's, you can tell all the songs are from the heart. They're not polished. They're just pure rock and roll. And uh, they recorded their uh, Modern Lovers eponymous LP. Well, originally it was a couple of demo takes uh, over the span of 1972 and 73. But the, uh, the record was not released until 1976 after the original Modern Lovers had broken up. Interestingly enough, and I uh, went on to inspire so many people. So we're going to get right into it now. Here's Roadrunner, Modern Lovers, you are in Ghost Town. WRFN LP Pasquo, it's Radio Free Nashville. Hang in there. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. 
friend of mine said he had this record he wasn't that interested in. And he would trade me, I had a Fugs record, and he would trade me this one of the Velvet Underground. And I said, oh yeah, bring it over. I heard it on the radio, I sort of liked it. But then he played, you know. Is this record ever traded? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. You know, I said, these people would understand me. Like I was hypnotized. It was that, it was the beginning. And then I just couldn't stop listening to that. That made me want to do it too. But even more, it just changed everything. Tonight I'm all alone in my room I'll go insane If you won't sleep with me I'll still be with you I'm gonna meet you on the Aspen The Aspen plane For a darker night The Aspen plane Or I'll go insane Central Park Well, don't you want to see me ever again? If not, I'll meet you on the astral plane Astral plane For late night The astral plane Or I'd go insane Well, we've known each other from other lives I want to see you today Except you on the astral plane, the astral plane. For late at night, the astral plane. Or I'd go insane. All right. Tonight I'm 
parents can understand But I still have parents And I still love the old world Oh, I had a New York girlfriend And she couldn't understand How I could still have parents And still love the old world So I told her I wanna keep my place in the old world And keep my place in the arcade Cause I still have parents And I still love the old world Alright I say old world I say old world I say Well, I see the 50s apartment house Bleak in the morning sun But I still love the 50s And I still love the old world I wanna keep my place in the old world I keep my place in the arcane Cause I still have parents And I still love the old world Apartment house It's bleak in the 1970s sun But I still love the 50s And I still love the old world I wanna keep my place in this old world Keep my place in the arcane knowledge And still love the 50s And still love the old world All right, now we say bye-bye, old world. Gotta help the new world. Oh, bye-bye. The Modern Lovers, there you have it. That's uh, Old World you just heard, and Astral Plane before that, also in there, starting off the set, Roadrunner, all from their uh, self-titled original record, recorded in 1972 and 1973, 
uh, but not released until 1976. Interestingly enough, it was really more about, uh, they were more like demo sessions. And, uh, you know, then uh, uh, a uh, record producer got a hold of it later on and uh, talked uh, Jonathan Richmond into releasing it as a record. But he looked at it as a bunch of demo sessions. Uh, it was actually uh, recorded in uh, April 72, to be more specific, in L.A., and uh, produced by John Cale. And those were the uh, sessions that were ended up uh, that ended up being used on the uh, on the record. So we're going to keep it going right now. I got a few more for you off uh, their classic record, The Modern Lovers. We're going right on. Here's a little interview about uh, Jonathan Richmond's first guitar playing experience. And then I got some more music for you on the way. You're right in the heart of Ghost Town. As soon as I picked up the guitar, I said, this is something I want to do. My father had a cheap guitar in the back room, a little storage shed that he's, he's sold prizes to bingo games on military installations as part of what he did for a living. And he had a cheap little guitar, and I started playing it. That was it. That's what <laughs> So things haven't changed much. <laughs>
bell-bottom bummer or asshole Remember the story of Pablo Picasso He could walk down the street and girls could not resist the stare Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole All right, this is it Some people try to pick up girls and they get called an asshole This never happened to Pablo Picasso He could walk down your street and girls could not resist the stare And so Pablo Picasso is never called That demo, it was, yeah, with Roadrunner and all. Yeah, it came out in about 76, and I was already into much different stuff by the time I first didn't. I didn't, I said, oh, you know, the guy who bought the tapes, you know, said, uh, can we release this stuff? Because uh, he ran Berserker Records, and I was recording for them. And I said, I guess if you want to. I'm not thrilled with the idea, because I didn't even consider it my first record. To me, it was just a bunch of demo tapes. But I said, oh, okay. So, yeah, he released all those things, which were to me just old history. I like some of it okay. You know, it's better than a lot of my other records. I wasn't good in the recording studio. I'm not always sure how good I am in the recording studio to this day. I didn't. But it had some good stuff on it. It had some good stuff. You know, see, I, didn't, I never heard of this idea of takes. You know, you did a song and that was it. Then the producer would say, Okay, do it again. I said, do it again? Yeah. You know, what? Eat pizza for lunch. That's over. Someone says, okay, we're going to have take two and eat another pizza again. No, you already ate lunch. Well, she was sensitive. She understood me. She understood the European thing.
just life. Feelings. People. That's how it always has been with me. Much more non-music than music for my music. I never thought you could be good just by practicing. Like someone would say, oh, we've got this great young group. They're, we've signed them up. They're going to be practicing. We've got them practicing 12 hours a day for six weeks in a row. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm listening all politely, but I'm thinking, they're going to suck. Like, because I don't, uh, what are they going to do? You know, like in there 12 hours a day. <laughs> like, what, study notes and scales or something? Because to me, it's, music is about feeling. Notes and scales help you say what you want to say, but to me, that's, that's a help. What it's about is feeling. When you get out of the hospital, let me back into your life. I can't stand what you do. I'm in love with your eyes. And when you get out of the dating bar, I'll be here to get back into your life. I can't stand what you do. I'm in love with your eyes. Oh, I can't stand what you do Sometimes I can't stand you And it makes me think about me That I'm involved with you But I'm in love with this power That shows through in your eyes I go to bakeries all day long there's a lack of sweetness in my life And there is pain inside You can see it in my eyes Oh, there is pain inside You can see it in my eyes It makes me think about me That I've lost my pride But I'm in love with this power that resides in your eyes oh. You live in modern apartments Well, I even got scared once or twice Last time I walked down your When we're alone late at night Don't you love them too That where you got your eyes Oh, and I can't stand what you do Sometimes I can't stand you And it makes me think about me How I'm involved with you 
But I'm in love with this power that shows through in your eyes. Now, your world is beautiful. I'll take the subway to your suburb sometime. I'll seek out the things that must have been magic to your little girl mind. Now, as a little girl, you must have been magic. I still get jealous of your old boyfriends in the suburbs sometimes, and when I. Walk down your street, probably be tears in my eyes. I knew it happened. I can't stand what you do. Sometimes I can't stand you, and it makes me think about me that I'm involved with you. But I'm in love with this power that shows through in your eyes. So when you get out of the hospital, let me back into your life. I can't stand what you do, but I'm in love with your eyes. Hospital, that's the Modern Lovers. Also in there, She Cracked and Pablo Picasso. These are all off of their classic original record, the self-titled Modern Lovers. And uh, Richmond, Jonathan Richmond, he grew up in a suburb of Boston, Massachusetts, and he began playing guitar and writing songs in his mid-teens. And he first performed solo in public in 1967. Uh, as he stated in a previous interview on the show, he became enamored with the uh, Velvet Underground while he was still in high school, and after graduating in 1969, he moved to New York City, where he personally, uh, where where he became personally acquainted with the band. And on one occasion, he actually got to open the bill for them, one of their shows. Uh, Richmond spent a couple weeks sleeping on the Velvets' uh, manager Steve Sesnick's sofa before moving into the Hotel Albert. So uh, he got he got cultured in uh, New York City pretty quickly on pretty pretty quick, and uh, and uh, so cool he got to meet and uh, open for his uh, his heroes, the Velvet Underground. All right, got a few more off of this record. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, another little interview bite. You're right in the heart of Ghost Town. This is The Modern Lovers. Stay tuned. I'm going to be uh, with you here till the 2 o'clock hour, and I've got one more guest after this, and uh, I'm super excited about that, uh, about that one, too. Thank you for uh, bearing with me while I stumble upon my words. Radio Free Nashville. I mean, most of the American bands who were called it never thought of themselves as that. There's just... The different people, like in England, they would say that this was this or this was that stuff. We all consider ourselves just rock bands. And people said, oh, you're punk rock, okay. Oh, you're new wave, all right. But we didn't know. People would, you'd go to Europe, are you punk or new wave? And we would look at each other and go, I don't, I don't know. 
No, which? You know, like, you know, like, a, um, you know, we have to have a little conference. We didn't know. want to tell you uh radio free nashville is doing a new thing now you can actually uh, message me via text if you care to do so um you know standard rates apply uh i'll give you the phone number feel free to text me up i can reply 615-835-3224 again that's 
three two two four. I'll give it to you one more time. Third time's a charm, right? Six one five eight three five three two two four. Shoot me a text. I'm creepy Steve. Happy to hear from you. Again, standard rate supply, and I can uh, reply to you if I can just figure out how to do so. Who's gonna be my first one? My guinea. The Modern Lovers, continuing on, uh, they uh, were a popular live attraction in New York City, and on New Year's Eve 1972, supported the New York Dolls at the Mercer Arts Center. Also on the bill were uh, Suicide in Wayne County, and uh, early in 1973, they were finally signed to Warner Brothers Records. To me, uh, rock and roll was about stuff that was natural anyway. Was it about drugs and space? It's about sex and boyfriends and girlfriends and stuff. And act like a true girl. Oh. See, I used to walk to the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston, and I used to go to the room where they would keep the paintings by Cezanne, see? Not because I understood anything about the paintings of Cezanne, but that's where all the BU girls hung out. B Boston University, BU, Boston University. They had the, they had the big suede boots coming up to here, and they had the Galois cigarettes, and they had the long hair, and the brown suede jacket. Ooh, and I was very impressed. So... I just hung around there. I figured, boy, if I had a girlfriend, I could understand these paintings and I could see right through them. If I were to walk to the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston, well, first I'd go to the room where they keep the season. But if I had one more side, a girlfriend, well, I could look through the paintings, I could look right through them Because I'd have found something that I understand I understand a girlfriend that's a girl So 
Shows are always fun, but that is not true. Sometimes I don't like the way a lot of the people in my audiences are taking my songs. And you know why? It's because they don't have enough, uh, I wouldn't say they don't have enough feeling, but they're just trying to hide their feeling, and that's a dead audience. And so they nervously laugh. I'm the kind of performer who, when people first see the show, a lot of times they laugh like, because <laughs> they're looking to, see, before they applaud, they're looking to see what the other folks are going to do and whether it's cool to applaud. And when I have an audience full of people like that, no, shows aren't always fun. So, in order for me to have fun, I always like playing with the band on stage, but for me to really have a good time, people can't be afraid to let their feelings show. Well, there's sex in the sunny day It shines down on Boston Street And I love the USA So share the modern world with me Cause I'm in love with the USA
You just heard Modern World also in there, Girlfriend, and starting off the set, Someone I Care About. Bloop. Sometimes you'll have that. But yeah, they uh, you know they broke up uh, before that was even released, that record. A little prematurely, however, uh, the band uh, members did go on to do some, some great stuff. Uh, John Felice formed The Real Kids. Uh, Jerry Harrison, as, as I said earlier, uh, joined Talking Heads. Uh, David Robinson co-founded The Cars, and Ernie Brooks later went on to work with uh, the likes of David Johansson, Arthur Russell... Elliot Murphy and uh, and Gary Lucas, um, but yeah, that does it for the modern lovers for now. Uh, you know, Jonathan Richmond continues to, to tour um, every now and again uh, as a solo act with his drummer. Um, I did catch him uh, one time at the Five Spot a handful of years ago. That was super cool, and uh, also uh, noteworthy he uh, he was featured in some of the early uh, Fairly Brothers movies. Um, you know, let me uh, let, let's let's do this. Uh, something about Mary. Think about the. The guy and the and the and the guy with the guitar and the drummer and the tree in the opening song. Uh, that's Jonathan Richmond. Uh, he was also in Kingpin and uh, I don't know one or two more of those. So all right, moving right along. You're in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve. Glad you're here. Uh, this next group, they are also a New York fixture. Uh, they were formed in 1973, and uh, one of the uh, well, actually, really the, uh, the the first house band for the club CBGB in the Lower Bowery in New York City. Um, it was formed uh, by four original members, two guitarists, Tom Verlaine and Richard Lloyd, bassist Richard Hell, and uh, drummer Billy Ficka. Uh, their debut album, Marquee Moon, is often considered one of the defining releases in the punk era. However, it doesn't sound so punk rock, but they were, uh, they're proto. They're right there in the heart of it, though. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right, here they are, television You're listening to Radio Free Nashville right in the heart of Ghost Town.
Richard Lloyd from the band Television. I spent every night at Max's Kansas City. I met a guy named Terry Ork, and he was very socialist, anarchist. He wanted to cause a scene, have a band. One day he said to me, because he, he worked at Cinemabilia during the daytime, which sold movie posters and uh, stills. Richard Hell, or Richard Myers, worked there. Tom used to come by and go out with Richard for lunch. So Terry knew through Richard that Tom was a guitarist and uh, Tom was going to go play at a, a audition night at some this place called Reno Sweeney's. And we went up and we met Richard Myers and his girlfriend were there. We all came in together, we took a table. Tom kind of came in the doorway lugging a guitar and an amp and Richard jumped off the table and went and helped him carry his amp and uh, guitar and then took him aside and said, you don't look right and tore his t-shirt and Tom did three songs. So I turned to Terry and I said, listen, he's got something, but he's missing something. What he's missing, I've got. And I know I'm missing something. What I'm missing, he's got. Put the two of us together, you'll have the band you want. Terry talked to Richard, Richard talked to Tom. Tom and Richard came down to Chinatown. Uh, we passed the guitar back and forth. You know, and uh, then Tom and Richard went off and whispered a while and came back and said, okay, let's try it.
I had a few drummers, but, but uh, Tom insisted on Billy Ficka, who was in Boston. And he called Billy, and Billy came down. And we started rehearsing as a four-piece. And that first week after about three days, Tom took me aside and he says, I don't know what's wrong with Bill. I don't know what happened. He was a great rock drummer, and I got all this jazz crap going on. And I, and I said, listen, all great rock guitarists have had nutty drummers. And I went on to, you know, Bonham Page, Mitch Mitchell and Hendrix, Mickey Waller and Beck, uh, you know, Clapton and Ginger Baker, Pete Townsend and, you know, Keith Moon. I mean, you gotta let this guy have some space to do this. <laughs>
WRFNLP Pasquo Radio Free Nashville. We have the band Television visiting Ghost Town today. Hope you're enjoying. Uh, the band released their debut, Marquee Moon, in 1977, and it was recorded in 1976 uh, at AR Records, uh, produced by the frontman Tom Verlaine and also sound engineer Andy Johns. Um, and they had, had signed by they had signed with Elektra Records at that point when they recorded this uh, record. And uh, by 1974, uh, before that, the group had become a prominent act in the, the New York music scene. And uh, they generated interest in a lot of uh, record labels, so there was kind of a, a bidding war out to get them, as well as uh, different managers such as Malcolm McLaren, uh, Gun and Form also. So uh, interesting. They really, uh, they really started something cool. They are right in the heart of uh, New York City. Well, right in the heart of the Bowery. Anyway, uh, going to keep it going. Well, let's see. You heard uh, Friction was the last track. Also in there, Venus and uh, See No Evil kicked it off. And uh, we got a little uh, sound bite from Tom Verlaine talking about uh, playing with Richard Lloyd. And also uh, got some more uh, music for you on the way. I'm Creepy Steve, Radio Free Nashville, right in Ghost Town, baby. Cases I'm showing Richard parts that I can't play while I sing. So in another occasion, he, you know, it's really different from song to song. Sometimes he won't have a part until he's got his guitar solo on tape and we'll take a bit of that solo and use that he'll learn what he played again and he uses that as a part through the song on another song he might just be uh, playing the chord bit and yet on another song he may have come up with a kind of counterpoint part to, to the, either the uh, my guitar part and in certain places he's doubling the bass you know he's just listening to the bass and playing along with the bass so the better ones are when he comes up with something that that is uh, this kind of counterpoint thing where you have these kind of two voiced guitars, neither of which that are are just hitting chords, you know. Um, you guys kind of dance around each other. Right, in a way. right. Some of that's like I say, some of that I arrange, and some of it he comes up with. Um, a lot of it's rehearsal as well. It's definitely a lot more rehearsal involved with the band because everybody wants to put something forth and it takes sometimes a long time to like come up with the right combinations of things. Yep.
dating.
Marky Moon, that's the 10 minute and 40 second title track from the album by Television. And uh wasn't originally that long on the uh it got cut a little bit for the uh the original release of the LP and then they uh, reissued it and uh included the full length version, which is awesome. I mean, I mean the cut version was like 9 minutes and some seconds, so it wasn't a significant difference, but uh that's my attitude. If you're going to cut barely any off at all, just Leave it all on, right? Right. It's not like it's uh, within the uh, time frame of a regular radio hit, so just go for it. Um, and then Marky Moon, uh, let's see, Lloyd and uh, Richard Lloyd and uh, Tom Verlaine, the guitar players, they uh, they really abandoned the uh, power chords uh, that were you know known to punk rock. Uh, they were much more into uh, jazz-inspired interplay, uh, melodic lines, and uh, um, Verlaine, uh, very much influenced by French poetry, incorporated some of that into his lyrics and uh, also uh, made references to Lower Manhattan and themes of adolescence. Um, Richard Hell also, uh, his origins are uh, in poetry as well. Um, they just kind of wanted to put their words to uh, music, and that's that's pretty much how it all came together as far as them wanting to be rock musicians. All right, I got an interview here with uh, Richard Hell and also uh, Tom Verlaine in there, and then we're going to continue with some more tracks off of Marky Moon. You're listening to television right in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve, Radio Free Nashville. You know, when we were starting out, just as kind of lonely, hungry kids from the sticks in New York, we thought that uh, the whole world looked all, you know, pompous and sentimental and dishonest. And, uh, and it was reflected in the rock and roll that was going on at that time, too, you know, big stadium bands going around in limousines and uh, wearing velvet and <laughs> shag haircuts and uh, high-heeled boots and putting on uh, these, you know, kind of fascist shows. <laughs> that was the, so, uh, yeah, fascist shows? Yeah, yeah, you know, That's like rough. Nuremberg with the lights flashing. And, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we wanted to just kind of cut through the shit and... Uh, and, and bring, bring it back to the street where, you know, I mean, that's what rock and roll is supposed to be about is, you know, teenage reality, you know. The New York Dolls and the sort of glamour groups had long hair. We decided to forget that, you know, and the costumes and all that. We hated all this stuff. It seemed like, a, like not even funny pretense to us. And um, so we just sort of wore street clothes, which also happened to have, in some cases, safety pins. Sure, it didn't look like any band in the world. I mean, we're the only band that had short hair, probably, in the world. <laughs> and um, everybody worshipped us for it. They'd crawl into CPGBs. They they were stacked up like 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 these tires. Um, <clears throat> so thirsty were they for reality.
first Tom and I went up, and Hilly Crystal, the proprietor, was up on the stepladder doing something with the awning. And we said, are you going to have music? And he says, yeah, wait a minute. I'll come down. I'll show you around. So he came down and he says, um, yeah, I'm going to have music. And we said, what kind? And he said, uh, CBGB's Country Blues and Bluegrass. And, and we said, well, could we maybe have a gig here? And he said, well, what do you play? And we said, well, we play rock. And he said, no, not going to have any of that. And we said, well, we're really not loud. It's not what you think rock is. It's like very original. And he hemmed and hawed and he said, really, I don't, I don't want rock in here. The next day, Terry and I went back and Terry asked Hilly, what's your worst night? Bar-wise, you know, tab, money-wise. He said, Sunday. What's your best night? He said, Saturday, obviously. So Terry said, book my band, book television on a Sunday. I will personally guarantee you, you will meet Saturday's take because I'm going to invite nothing but alcoholics, you know, and I know a lot of them. <laughs> and then he gave us like three Sundays in a row. And then he gave, began to give us Friday, Saturday, Sundays. And that went for a while. And, you know, it just, it grew from there.
essential. I mean, we knew we had to develop an audience. We knew we had to have a ha have a place where we would be the house band that would be off the beaten track and just scuzzy enough that nobody else would want to come in and take over, you know. And CBGB's was that place because it was under a flop house or bums laying on the street in front of it harmless but you know urine and wine would drip down through the ceiling the dog the guy owned would take shits on the stage i mean you know that was it but it was a terrific sounding wooden room i mean it just sounded so good in there so we started uh playing and other acts suddenly started showing up and sending in tapes and asking for auditions. And Hilly didn't know beans. So Terry Ork booked it for the first two and a half, three years. Because what we had decided to do was to have only two bands a night play two sets apiece. That was so for out of the double feature that movies used to have. And it was designed to cross-pollinate audiences and to dilute the idea of the headliner and to keep people in the damn place, you know, because you went there to see television. 
And maybe you saw Talking Heads first, and then television, and then you had stuck around through Talking Heads to see television at the end. Or, you know, vice, or whatever. You know, you, you I fell in love with the Ramones, and you, you listened to Blondie. You know, I mean, that's what it was like.
Prove it. That's television off of Marky Moon, the debut release. Also in there, you heard Guiding Light and Elevation kicked it off. Uh, the album, Marky Moon, was released in February 77 and uh, did receive widespread critical acclaim. Uh, it had an unexpected commercial success in the UK, but it sold poorly here in the US. Um, but it's since been viewed by critics as one of the greatest albums of all time and also a foundational record for uh, alternative rock. And uh, they had a strong influence on indie rock and new wave uh, that, you know, the new wave movement that emerged in the 1980s also. I mean, television is just one of those bands that's just highly regarded across the board. Uh, critics, musicians, just people, listeners. And I'm going to keep it going. I got a few more. No, let's see. I've got... I have one more track off of, off of Marky Moon. I'm going to go into uh, their next album for a couple of songs. Um, you're going to hear also... Uh, an interview here about Richard Howe leaving the band, and uh, he was replaced by Pre Fred Smith on bass. Uh, here we go. To me, I was a, a songwriter and a singer who played bass because it was convenient. And my values in rock and roll had to do with all the things that I've described to you. Uh, it was almost mystical. <clears throat> um, uh, whereas for Tom, it was, it became very quickly about him being able to capture these very intricate, specific uh, interlocking parts, all of which um, he, he conceived. And, and that was the purpose of having a band. And um, I wasn't interested in being a bass player in Tom's band. And that's the only, and, and that's what being in television eventually became clear was all, the only role for me. So, uh, it became clear pretty quickly that we, we, I was going to have to leave.
I was ready to go. And Tom had talked to Fred Smith and said, listen, Richard, let's just give him a chance. Let's play, you know. And in five seconds, ten minutes, I knew that musically it was thousand percent better because Fred was like an end whistle. Billy could still go crazy, but there was an anchor, and you could you could count on it. So everything kind of fell into place musically. Now, in terms of the theatrics and the you know, that slowly faded off. And at that point, the music was so transcendent, there was no need to move around on stage. Torn Curtain was the uh, song you heard at the top of the set by the band Television. That was the last one off the, the debut album, Marky Moon. And you just heard Glory from the second release, Adventure, which was put out in 1978. And uh, this uh, was 
received as a softer and more reflective uh, sound than the debut. Um, it was received well by critics, uh, but had modest sales. Um, and uh, the members, you know, their independent and strongly held artistic visions, um, and along with Richard Lloyd's drug abuse, eventually led to the band's breakup in July of 1978. Uh, so a short-lived career originally, uh, but both Lloyd and Verlaine pursued solo careers while Ficka became the drummer for the new wave band, The Waitresses. Uh, but the band continues to tour today um, with uh, Fred Smith, Tom Verlaine, and uh, drummer Billy Ficka. They uh, replaced Richard Lloyd in 2007 with Jimmy Rip on guitar, and they do still continue to tour now and again. I saw them a couple years ago at uh, Exit in here in Nashville. It was pretty awesome. All right, going to keep it going. Here's Foxhole Television. You're right in the heart of Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve, Radio Free Nashville.
Foxhole. That's wrapping it up for television there. Also in their glory off of Adventure, the second release. And, uh, you know, Richard Hell, the bass player, he, you know, he left the band. And actually, he, he left the band before both of these records were uh, recorded and produced. So you have not heard him yet. <laughs> it's been all Fred Smith on bass. Um, but uh, Richard Hell went on to uh, form a band with Johnny Thunders and Jerry Nolan of the New York Dolls briefly as uh, the Heartbreakers. And then he uh, was kicked out. Um, and then uh, he formed his own band, the Voidoids, after that. Another short-lived band, but uh, he put out a great record. A blank generation with those guys and uh, apparently he just had one of those attitudes he just couldn't mesh well with others um, but he did have a nice punk edge to him and he was a, a prominent figure of the New York uh, Bowery scene uh, CBGB also Max's Kansas City the guy had an imprint um, so I'm gonna give him a chance to shine with his uh, most notable track the title track off of blank generation I wonder if you can guess the name it's called blank generation save you the trouble make sure you stay tuned for rfn weekend with matt the prod man it's been a pleasure creepy steve signing out tune in next week i don't know who i'm going to feature but it'll be uh it'll be fun let's just say that all right rfn weekend coming up radio free nashville